Julia and Philip Siracusa, sponsored by Carnation, airing live on the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 FM in New Orleans. This show's entrance has been edited, produced, and directed by Gwen Clapper from Perfect Trust Productions, LLC. You can find us at perfecttrustproductions.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monday night segment of Horsefly Chronicles Radio with myself, Julia Syracusa, and Phil Syracusa. We're broadcasting live from the International Public Radio and the United Paranormal Radio Network on 105.3 FM from New Orleans. This evening's show is fully sponsored by Carnation, so we want to thank them for their sponsorship. We love them. You have to a few things in order to participate. Go over to our YouTube channel. UFO Paranormal Radio, or International Public Radio. You can also go into all of the Facebook stations, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, UFO Undercover with Joe Montaldo, News on the Flip Side, also Twitch and SoundCloud and Podbeam. And if you have any questions for our amazing guests over there, please ask. So tonight, guys, we have such a great guest. Um, Please welcome to the show, Mr. Todd Bates. Todd is a retired paranormal investigator And now he takes his knowledge and shares it with his amazing audience on his radio show, Haunted Voices. He owns and operates WLTK-DB Talk Radio, going on its 18th year. He's the author of The Haunted Voice, an autobiography, and his life. It's such a great book. He's also the narrator of Ghost Finders that is now streaming on Paraflex and is an amazing voiceover artist. So please, let's welcome Todd to the show. Hi, guys. Great to be here. I'm honored to be on here. I've been looking forward to We are honored to have you on. I always get a little nervous when I have such amazing, you know, hosts on the show that I've been doing this for so many years. So Thank you for coming on tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. It's, it's weird sitting on this side, though. Isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, I usually like to start off, like, you know, what you know, what drove you into the paranormal? Do you want to start that way, or do you want to dive right into this book? That's <laughs> amazing. Todd, you did such a great job. Thank um, you. That was tough. I could imagine. I mean, that was tough. Not only is this book, you know, about the paranormal, but it really digs deep into your personal life. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's amazing. And you did a fantastic job. Thank you so much. I mean, that that took a lot. Uh, I'd carried that around, you know, what, what got me started in all this. I mean, I was completely skeptical. I didn't believe in ghosts. UFOs, yes. Uh, but ghosts and things, Bigfoot, no, no way. And one day I was talked into going on one of those um, paranormal ghost tours. 
with a local team here. And I said, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. So I talked to the guy and he's like, yeah, he says, uh, and he told me about EVP and I was really interested in that, the, the, the communication part. So he said, he, he instructed me to get a, an, an analog recorder at the time <laughs> and to get one of those and to join the tour. So I went in the tour, we get there and everybody runs to this little general store and just starts taking pictures and there's flashes everywhere. And I just took my little recorder and there was a barn way back in the back. No one was there. And I went and I sat down inside the barn and on top of a log pile and just set my recorder down with the external mic and just started talking and asking questions. Um, of course I didn't hear anything at the time, but lo and behold, I get back and I'm, I'm reviewing the evidence and I, I hear a horse of all things. It's a horse and I wow. still have it. It's in a tub somewhere on cassette tape. It's just a, and then you hear like a stomping noise. And I, I didn't hear that with my naked ear. And that is when the obsession started. I wanted to know why, not that I heard maybe the, 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 you know, the voice of a dead horse, but that it was on the recorder, not my naked ear. So that obsession just drove me. Um, I, I, I started latching on. Back then, there, you know, the internet was fairly new. There wasn't that much around there, mainly email and chat rooms and things back then. And I started reaching out to people about EVP. And there, there wasn't too much out there. But I, I found um, Sarah Estep. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, what a wonderful woman. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. She was amazing. She... Uh, she brought it to this country actually back in the day. She's made it popular here, developed the A, B, and C classification system, the whole nine yards. And we're talking back and forth on email. And she's explaining some of these things, how they can imprint themselves magnetically onto the tape. Cause she used an old rear reel to reel recorder. And I said, you're kidding me. So they just kind of stick there like glue. So I was obsessed with just the analog recording in general. Digital recorders came out back then, but they were, they weren't the best. <laughs> they weren't the best. And the, the, the analog recorder just kind of became my best friend for quite a while. And that's what sparked the journey was I, I would go to all these different locations, uh, started up my own little small team of people. And we would, we would do clients, uh, residentials and, and things like that, and just kind of work our way up there after all this instruction and, and, uh, education. And there's just, what I found with the field is, is there's just, there's more questions than answers every time. And that's what led me down the road was to find those answers. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing, amazing ride. Yeah, that, that's what always happens. And we have, you know, we find out things, we think we're getting somewhere, and then there's more questions, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. There's always more questions than answers. It's a unique field where we know paranormal activity exists. We know ghosts exist and the supernatural, the unknown, but it's very hard to explain some things. We try to think about logical things, but um, some of these things are just big question marks. 
yeah, I mean, it's near impossible to figure out some of these answers. And it's, it's, it, it brought me to the point I, I was doing a lot of, um, uh, investigation work at, at the Sally house. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that yep. years ago. Uh, I basically lived there. I had the Ida key, the whole nine yards. <laughs> and there were so many, um, different experiments I did in there with static electricity, with, um, different types of recorders and, and, and things. And that was probably my darkest time. I think was that house and that house changed my way of thinking a lot as well. Um, back when I first started, if it was mean, Oh, it's a demon, you know, but there's something malevolent in that house. And I learned that human spirits can be cranky as well. Um, <laughs> and they, they can, they can really wreak havoc. Uh, she'd set little fires in the home and things of that nature. She was fixated with fire. Little Sally was, but it, it was that house taught me when to say when, um, cause I'd, I'd become obsessed. I lived eight hours away from Atchison. I would wake up. This is no kidding. I would wake up at two in the morning. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm on my way to Kansas. I was obsessed with this place because I knew something was there. We all yeah. knew something was there, yet we couldn't pinpoint it. And you try to follow the story and, it, and it's hard. It's hard with the story with, with little Sally, you know, Peter James named her. That, that was a name that uh, she had given him. And the story goes, uh, she was getting surgery uh, for her appendix. She had appendicitis and, and her appendix was about ready to burst. And they didn't give her enough, enough, uh, the ether back then to put her under. So she woke up during surgery and died. I mean, what a horrible, horrible way to go. And that, that supposedly sparked this haunting with the, the doctor, the mother, the father. Um, there's some that feel that there's even a, a larger dominant being there that, that controls the rest of them. Um, yeah. now it's, uh, basically a bed and breakfast. <laughs> I mean, you just go there, stay the night, do your thing. I, 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 I just want to warn people about the place. Do you think that Sally was demonic or, I mean, in any way, I mean, that's what I heard. It was really, really, really bad. I'm on the fence of little You're Sally. Fence, right. Because when you have let's say a demonic entity, it's going to come to you in an innocent form, I think, yes. like a child. Mm -hmm. And that one night in the kitchen, all three of us collectively saw a little girl, the whole nine yards with the, the little dress. She had the bow. Uh, and I remember the eyes, they were coal black. You know, that could be a number of different things, but they were soulless almost. Yeah. And having that happen with the burning, the scratching, you would think that this would be a, some kind of demonic force. And it very well may be. Yeah. That's way out of my league. I was, yeah. um, 
investigating there for years and I knew when to cut and run when things from that house started following me home. Yeah. And no matter how much closure I did, no matter how much cleansing I did, my, my, my oldest daughter saw her at the foot of her bed and here she is 12 years old coming in to sleep with her parents. She's terrified, turned her radio off. Um, my youngest was playing with a little girl in her bedroom and we had someone come over to cleanse the house. It was smudged. And my little one comes out of her bedroom screaming, saying that we killed the doctor. <laughs> you know, all, And she didn't know anything about the place. She's just a little one. Yeah. So a lot of things followed me home from that place. And it was a wake up call. Uh-huh. And that's a lot of things followed you home. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was, it was tough to get rid of them. Finally, it subsided. My daughter lives in the same house now, and it was, she hasn't had any occurrences or anything. But that that place really woke me up as an investigator and introduced me to proper note taking, to noting all natural sounds, um, so many different things that that place taught me. And it uh, led me down a path where I'm still on the fence of if that place is a demonic haunting or not. I I wish that more teams would, would go out there. A good teams would go out there and really dissect the area because there's a lot of history behind it. But that, um, that place is what, what launched me paranormal wise getting into more, uh, in depth audio work and, things of that nature, things that uh, I had to try and perfect to get communication from there. I mean, I've, I've captured some EVP from there that I can't explain. Um, blowing candles out. I mean, how, how on earth can a spirit blow a candle out with a blowing sound? Even these are things I couldn't explain on the recordings and I've never gotten anything as as rich and deep than I did with that location. It it is great. So if, if anybody's listening and anybody's going out there, bring an analog recorder. I know it I know they're old and cumbersome, but they work. They're still there's they still work. They do. And they're the best. I mean I, you know I was gonna say I was gonna ask you what is your uh, favorite piece of equipment, but I mean I think you kind of answered it. <laughs> it. It they really are the best. Right. What do you think? No, it's what I've learned over the years is I, I, I would receive less recordings on the analog, but they're more pronounced. They're more of a class A, class B type digital. I would get a lot. You would just get them every whip stitch really, but they were kind of class C. They were whispers or they were uh, mispronounced words a little bit. But an analog recording, it's strange. I don't know if it uses the white noise as a carrier. I don't know if it's a magnetic thing, how they imprint. All I know is they get on there and they just don't come off. (laughs) They're stuck and they're so robust. You know, it's like, okay, here I am. Um, 
so my favorite piece is definitely the analog recorder. My second would be the digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just, I'm big on less is more. Yeah. Um, I used to have all the bells and whistles and I found it was more confusing. It was creating more questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More So if, if I just went with an analog recorder, some common sense, a notepad, you can get a lot accomplished. Um, I don't have any kind of video recording equipment. Um, I'm just, I'm stuck in communication land. I want to know why. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily is there life after death. I'm a firm believer there is now. I want to know why you can come here. However, we can't go there just yet. You guys can come back and forth. We can't, you know, or do we, um, you know, the other question, the astral plane, do we leave our bodies at night? Do we go visit these spirits and locations? Um, I think that they do communicate with us in our dreams. And I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I believe that some people have out-of-body experiences. I do. Mm-hmm. In a dream state where there's people in there that I don't even know. And I know them in the dream, but I don't know them in reality. Yeah. So I think you just hit it on the head. Um, That's true. And I believe that to be factual information. We can't prove it, right? But it kind of makes sense. I remember before an investigation at my own home years ago, I fell asleep on the couch and um, these people were in the dream saying, we know you're trying to contact us, but we're right here. And they were teenagers. And the next day on the, there was a, a, a paranormal team here and they're talking to a young audience of, of people that was unexplained. So I think that there's somehow a connection there. I think so too. You know, you have that, I know whenever I whenever I have a a uh, really good dream, for example, I wake up and I don't know where I'm at for a little while. It's it's because I don't think I've been there. <laughs> I think I've taken off. When you wake up, sometimes it's like you really have to like figure out where you are. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying. Especially if it's still dark. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's neat how the brain works. I mean, it has to be a subconscious thing. It has to be something that, 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 that animates us in there to, to get us to do these kinds of things. But I I think it's, it's a great way um, to meditate as well. When you're laying there before you go to sleep, I I've, I've asked loved ones to come see me in my dreams, um, things of that nature. And it's, it's, it's occurred not every time, but it's almost as if you suggest that to your subconscious, but are you creating that person in your dream? And then there goes another question, you know, so it's just never ending. It's never ending. And that's when I decided to say when, and I retired from the field because not because I was done with the paranormal. I had found all the answers. No, it's because I couldn't find any. And it was driving me insane. Literally, 
driving me insane. I had to sit down with priests and, and all kinds of things just to kind of settle my mind down. Am I doing the right thing? Am I supposed to be curious about this? Is it okay to be curious about this life after death? Um, of course, they reassured me that it's perfectly normal, but it's just that, that obsession with me. And that's why I had to set it aside. Now I do go out and get my feet wet still, but I don't, I'm not an active on an, any active team or anything at the moment right. for that reason. It's you know, very draining too. It takes, I don't think a lot of people really understand what it really takes to go out there and, you know, investigate locations, residential, everything. It's really hard. It is. Um, it really is. These days, especially it's, um, television programs are, 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 are great, you know, great for entertainment, but a problem with them is people will watch them and they will contact their local team and look for some free weekend entertainment and have an investigation come out maybe, hoax a haunting or so forth. So you have to be really careful with your, your residentials these days. Yeah. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of crazy people too. I mean, you run into, you run into all kinds in this field. You've got to be really careful as a team these days. Uh, but I'm, I'm just, what I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see is the awareness. Yes. The awareness is out there. People are talking about it more. They're sharing more of their evidence. Um, and more they're really you know it's not like it used to be people are really starting to really believe a little bit more in the paranormal and i love to see that it does make me scared though when i you know hear stories about all these young kids you know doing silly things in the paranormal mm -hmm. not protect you know they're just they don't really know what they're doing that's kind of scary but <sighs> there's so many of them yeah there's so many of them they don't understand that this is this is not a joke. No. And, and, and unfortunately the majority of them are going to learn the hard way. And that's yeah. what's sad. Um, well, I'm, I'm living proof for that because I was ruthless. You know, I'm a New Yorker and I remember the, you know, my teenage years with the Ouija board, I was relentless and I was told not to do it. And I kept doing it thinking it was fake. It's fake. It's make believe it's psychosomatic. And I'll tell the listener out there right now, if you have enough intent and you use a Ouija board and you don't know what you're doing, you could be in for a rude awakening like I was. Amen, brother. Amen. If you dabble, you think it's cool. You, you saw them use it on this episode. Well, maybe they know how to properly use it. Right. And you go out there and dabble in that stuff. You, you're going to create something you can't stop. I mean, it's they're so they're so much more powerful than what we are They're they, they can be everywhere. They can be anywhere. Um, you can conjure up a spirit through one of those boards. If, and if you don't know how to use it, you could open a portal, a vortex. You could just really wreak havoc, especially if you're bringing one of those to a client's residential investigation and you say, Hey, let's use this. You know, I mean, it's a tool. Yeah. It's a tool like anything else. And it has to be used properly and closed properly. And, there, there's, I, I don't touch them yeah. for that reason. Cause I, I, I don't feel I'm experienced enough to use one of those things. They just, right. they're so powerful. 
and a lot of people don't understand so it's it's just a board it really is just a board it's the intent that you're using while you're using that board and and you know well the thing is you don't know who you're talking to exactly. true because and that's what he said you just don't know mm -hmm. you know it could say one name but meanwhile it could be so, it could be you somebody that's ready to take you down from the other side that you don't even know um, and I've seen that happen. So you don't know. And these things don't leave easily either. No. 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 I mean, if, if, if that's what happens a lot is people will use them. Something happens. They get scared, throw them away. You know, and, and, and. You know, I have, to, I have to jump in there, Todd. <laughs> you said they throw them away, right? Let's think about it logically. Do you think because you throw the board away that that entity is away too? No. No, sir. He has, he has a host. You can burn it as well. And it's still there, I think. Once yeah, once course. that thing is out, it of is course. Out. <laughs> you know, I mean, so that's I, have, I have a funny story. My mother actually threw one out on us when we were little. And I don't think we were really even using it yet, but she just somehow got into the house. She, I remember her throwing it in the garbage. And here I am now. It, it, it's it, that's true. I mean, just because you throw it out, that doesn't mean nothing. And I think that's what these young kids need to know. Yeah. Just like you said, Phil, it latches on, mm -hmm. you know, it's found it's, 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 it's host, it's catalyst. It's good to go now. And then, you know, people wonder why poltergeists occur in things. And, and, and this is, this is my opinion. I think uh, poltergeists are, are, kind of related to the to the tulpa a little bit where the mind our human mind the spirit works through us yeah and the human mind will open that cabinet the human mind will launch that disc across or dish across the room but the spirit is doing it through us i think and with the poltergeist activity you know you see so many adolescents um and i was really worried about my oldest daughter because i was actively investigating that Sally house when she was growing up into becoming a woman. And I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, what's this going to do? And, and thankfully nothing happened. Um, but they're really open and susceptible. I think at, at that age, uh, if, if, you know, parents are out investigating heavily and accidentally bring something home, um, to a pubescent child, whether male or female, you know, do their emotions get so riled up that they, they manifest these things happening, the cabinets flying open, the, the, the chairs moving. And, and that's, that's been, that's been chipping away at my brain for years on how just the poltergeist activity works. I think it all goes hand in hand. I think it's all, you know, right there. Um, from manifestation to to that kind of activity, it finds a host, it latches on, and you have to get some kind of special work done, you know, to to cleanse it. Whether it be um, a psychic medium, a demonologist, these they, they just you've you've got to be careful because you, yeah. it's hard to tell. You can't tell uh, if it's human or inhuman. You know, it, it doesn't say, hi, my name is Frank. I'm a demon. 
uh, twice removed, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't give you that kind of information. No. It just appears. And it just does. So, you know, a researcher has to be really careful, especially bringing it home to their family. You know. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Hey, um, Todd, tell us another ghost story of an encounter where um, you felt intrigued, drawn to, but not the Sally uh, house, but also felt like maybe something didn't want to leave you. That's a good question. There was, there's one house and it's your local that stands out in my mind. It was one of the craziest experiences, one of the most eeriest things I've ever experienced recording wise. The house, uh, I, we were on the front porch. We, we didn't even go inside of the house. We were sitting on the front porch doing a recording session. And I picked up residual, uh, the residual murder. You could hear um, screaming. You could hear uh, moaning in this. This was all captured on the front porch. Um, I'm, I'm just playing this and listening to it over and over. And it was a, a great capture. Uh, just the screaming, the, the, everything was in there. And what, what got me about it is, okay, we got this on the front porch. What in the world happened in this house? Because it, it was, it was condemned. It had burned. Um, it was still upright, but it was, you know, definitely burned. And after doing some digging, what had happened there about 10 years prior was a mafia hit here local. It was um, a guy that was sent there to take care of this guy's wife, supposedly. Um, he didn't know the kids were there in the closet. And he went there, he bludgeoned her to death and then set the whole place on fire. With the two kids, the two little girls were found holding hands in the closet. It was it was just gut wrenching. Um, and after learning this, and then listening to that file, you can hear the swings. It just made you know everything more clear with with the EVP capture. You could hear her 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 screaming. Um, you could hear the swings and that stuck with me and that tore me up for quite a while because I, I couldn't do anything about it. It was just a horrible situation. And I feel that, uh, you know, that, that was, was all residual energy, of course, but this place was just pouring out and it was one of those that, I couldn't touch. I couldn't go in and do anything about it. I couldn't go in and find more answers. I couldn't because no one was allowed inside the home. We, we were only allowed on the front porch, but still captured the recording on the front porch without being inside the premises. So that can happen as well. Um, but that one left a mark on me because of the kids. Yeah. Ugh. Because of the kids. That is That's hard. So heartbreaking. Yeah. And, you know, it's one I'd like to revisit again one of these days. 
but yet, you know, something holds you back from it. Are you going to get something worse this time? Are you, you know, do you just kind of leave it where it's at and just kind of close the case? Um, it's yeah. one of those that just sits there cold. I'm, I'm, I'm itching to, uh, because right now the, the house had been completely torn down. All that's left there is a plot. And I would love to go there and see if it's tied to the land as well. Because I, I, I think that uh, spirits can do that as well. It's tied to the land as much as it is the home. Um, it'd be nice to revisit it. But it tore me up. <laughs> yeah. There's always that one case that, you know, really does leave a mark on you, like you said. I mean, that's that's sad. I mean, you don't forget those things. I mean, it's yeah. like, a, you know, it's like an officer, a cop, a fireman. You I mean, these sometimes you just, these things will sit with you and you don't necessarily forget them. <laughs> no, it's, it's hard. <clears throat> it's very hard to learn the history of some of these places, such sad stories that go along with a lot of these hauntings. The stories are just so sad. They're traumatic. They're yeah. the family went through hell, uh, for example. And, and let me see who's in chat. I want to say hello to Anna. Is that Phil? Can you see chat? Anna. Hello. Oh, everyone. Well, How are you? So um, let's get into your book. I know. Let's get into it. You were so nice enough to send me a copy of it. And I just want to say that it, you did a really great job and it must have been really, really hard for you. I mean, what really inspired me, inspired you to write the book now? Great question. <laughs> I wanted to first and foremost, get that off my chest. I've been carrying paranormal goo and <laughs> and problems for a long time. And it, 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 it felt good to, and I, I hid the whole thing from my family. My, my own kids didn't even know my girlfriend didn't know I was writing a book. Yeah. It, it was, if, if I would have told someone I wouldn't have done it, but it, they just, it all just started flowing. Um, and it was a release. I had to make amends with myself with a lot of people. Um, I've been in this field for quite a while and I've been on a lot of roller coasters. I've burned a lot of bridges, burned a lot of bridges with alcoholism. Um, that was my go-to when I couldn't find any answers or when I needed to settle down from one of these wicked hauntings, I turned to the bottle and that was my go-to in this field for, because it wouldn't take the problem away, but it would take it away. Then <laughs> that was my mentality and that was the wrong mentality. Um, so I, you know, I wrote the book to free myself yeah. from that demon mm -hmm. that was saying, okay, Todd, if you say this, they're going to know you're going to be vulnerable. You may, you may appear to be weak. And then, you know, all these things are going through my head. And I'm thinking, no, this is life. Life happens. In this field, sometimes it's a little darker mm -hmm. than what other people experience. But it's life. And maybe this could help someone. Maybe someone else out there in this field turns to the bottle like I did. 
and maybe this will help them find another outlet. Uh, and I, I wanted to share all I could about myself with people because I am, believe it or not, a total shy introvert. I don't get out much. My show is my social time. Mm -hmm. Um, I have high anxiety. I'm bipolar. You name it. it. It's just all, all of the mixes that shouldn't be there are there, yeah. but that book helped me connect with, with myself and the reader. Hopefully, um, I, I wanted it to be, um, entertaining a little bit as well as informative, you know, about my life. Cause it's, 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 it's hard to write about yourself. Mm -hmm. The last thing yeah. you want to do is get these things out there. But I had to share the story of, of not only working in the corrections field, but then being in bars behind bars. Yeah. It was, it, it was terrible, horrible experience. Well, we thank you so much for writing it. I mean, it's, I'm Can sure you hold the book up to the camera, Jewel? I'm sure you've um, helped so many people with this book. Um, where can everybody find it? Well, they can find it on Amazon. They can find it on Barnes & Noble. Um, if you want a signed copy, they can get it on my website, toddmichaelbates.com. Uh, the easiest place, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. A few of these other places I can't pronounce. <laughs> where it's going out there, but it, I self-published it. Um, I'm not going through any big publisher. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking to make a million bucks off of it. This was a freeing journey for me. Yeah. And a lot of those entries in there are from my journal and it was just a lot of fun to write. So Todd, for the reader, give me one takeaway that they can get from the book. Wow. What I would like for them to take away from it is not all hope is lost. You may be in the darkest point of your life, the biggest pit, the biggest rock bottom that you can think of, the, the, the lowest you can think. There's always a way out. Always. You have to talk to others. You have to, you just have to reach out. Um, some of these things you can't do alone. You need help. So get help. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And and that's important out there to the listener. That's one reason you want to get the book. That's a big takeaway. Um, in the darkness, there's help. There's always the light on the other side. You can get out of it. Just like Todd's saying, he's been through a lot. He, you know, he's telling us a lot of stuff he's been through and, uh, you know, to pull out of that, and then write a book about it, it helps the next person moving forward in life. So great work with that. Thanks, Phil. And Todd is going to be so nice. He said he is going to um, give one of our lucky listeners a free copy of his book. And oh, cool. He will be very, very, very like, because it, it's a good book. It really is. It's, you know what? It's a quick read, too. It is. <clears throat> um, and I just can't say enough great things about it. So we have a question, okay? And whoever can answer the question correctly will get a free copy from Todd. 
So. <laughs> well, and, you, so, know what, you know what's funny? Wait, you know what's yeah. funny about that? So you're going to get Todd's book free if you get the answer, but you're also going to get that book straight from the Horsefly Chronicles home. Bang. That's two and one. Go ahead, Julie. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, so what horror movie did Zelda Rubenstein play in? I hope I said her name right. R-U-B-I-N-S-T-E-I-N. So what movie did she play in? <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> you know, I had to Google that. Phil came up with that question, and he did a really good job with it. But I, I had, I'm, not, I'm gonna admit, I had to Google it. <laughs> The the last name I didn't know, but the first name first name I knew right I knew right there. No. Yeah. Well, oh, I love one of my favorites. But whoever has the answer in chat, you guys could eat, uh, message Todd, um, and he will send you a book, and that's so nice of him to do on our show. Yep. All they have to do is send me an email. Um, I'll make it even easier for him and give him my Gmail, Todd Bates at gmail.com. The wow. first person to get that, and then they—I'll send them a signed copy. It'll be a lot of fun. Yes, what? you guys are gonna love this book. Trust me, it'll it be a lot of fun. Hopefully, hopefully they enjoy it. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. And you know, like like Julia said, it's a quick read, <clears throat> but it uh, it's got some good stuff in it. It's got mm -hmm. some good stuff in there, you. and you'll learn quite a bit about me that that you didn't know, and and it, it was. Like I said, it was very freeing writing that. And I'm actually working on a second one that's more detailed and is more uh, into modern, <clears throat> brings us up into now. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on that one too. Uh, hopefully I have that, hopefully I have that out within the next year or so. But it, they're, they're tough. You have to take, yeah. you have to take it in stride, do certain sections I would have to separate so I wouldn't get too um, upset. Mm -hmm. It's not something you type and you're smiling away when you're doing this. No. It's you cry. It's you, you know, it brings you back to mm -hmm. all that stuff that you kind of like pushed away yes. for a while too. Right. Um, I know that you spot, you inspired me to like start writing. I mean, it's a really great story. And of a man who went through a lot and came out great in the end. So. I think everybody should do that. Write a story of their life. I really do. True. Hey, um, as we're getting closer to the end of the hour, um, let's do a checklist, Todd. So I'm going to ask you questions. You could say believe, not believe, or a question mark. Ooh, I like do, do ghosts exist? Believe. Do aliens exist? Believe. Do demons exist? Believe. Are you here right now doing this show with us, or is it a conscious form of you doing it? Believe. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was good, Bill. <laughs> that was awesome. And that's, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Those yeah. are the things that that keep you going, the things that make you go, hmm. That's true. That is true. And thank you so much. You know, I believe in, in everything you just said. Um, we can't prove a lot of things, but I know firsthand aliens do exist. 
ghosts do exist, demons do exist, and of course, then if there's demons, there's angels do exist, and spirit guides. And one of the biggest confusing things as myself, a paranormal investigator, my wife is, and Todd, and a lot of people out there is sometimes we just don't know when we walk into a location who we're talking to. And I can't tell you time and time again, well, you'll actually think it's the identity of that person from the 1800s, the 1700s, and that historic location, but only to find out it's a silhouette of them and it's truly not them. Wow. That's deep, Phil. Very true. That is so true. Wow. Makes you think. See? Yes, it's amazing. Incredible stuff. Um, and, and to the listener out there, you know, paranormal investigating can be fun, but you have to be cautious. And the Ouija board, I, I feel like, it's more they're going through you, the spirit. So you have to be careful with that because I have personally seen people that were the kindest, nicest people being taken over. And I cannot explain it. And then vicious crimes do happen from that. It's al almost as if they know your darkest, weakest point of life. And when they find it, they know how to take you down. And Todd, you know, that ties into your book because you see, you got out of that that realm of darkness. You pull yourself out, but yet you leave the demons behind. And we have to be careful of some of the things that we tamper with in life because we just don't know who or what is watching. And um, I've learned that during investigations, some of these things will seek to take you down in such a way where you don't have to see anything. And the devil does not wear a watch. We do. His time is inevitable. And the entities from the other side can say, okay, now I have you. 20 years later, when life is going good, when you're married with kids, let's see how that car stops. I have seen things time and time again that cannot be explained. Um, I do not believe in coincidences. I think that everything happens for a reason. To the listener, raise your vibration. Be the better person and push it forward to mankind. Wow. Well said. Well said. Well Todd, said. thank you so much. And we can't wait to be a guest on your show. Oh. Um, we're looking forward to that. It's yeah. going to be a blast. I can't wait to have you two on. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You guys have been amazing. Thank you so much. Todd, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you again. My yeah. pleasure. Anytime. So, Again, guys, grab his book. You will not regret it. It is a great book, and you will learn something. Um, Can you give so us the name of the title again, Julie? Can the name of the yeah, title? The haunted, I'm sorry, The Haunted Voice. The Haunted Voice. I like that. The yes. Haunted Voice by Todd Bates. Radio show, too. <laughs> awesome. All right, Julie, wrap it up. Right. Well, special thank you to Carnation for fully sponsoring the show. We love them. They've been sponsoring us from day one. Please join us next Monday at the same time on the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 FM from New Orleans. And we are now on Roku. So that is very, very exciting. Um, stay tuned for um, The Missing Piece with Trish Mo. Thank you, Todd, for coming on. We love you. You're great. Thank you so much. Thank you. And to the listener out there. 
Todd Bates, really quick, has his own show. Todd, tell us your own show. Sure, the Haunted, uh, Haunted Voices. It's on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Central over there at WLTKDB.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Todd. Thank you to the listener out there. Don't forget to message Todd for that free book. If you get it correct, only the first person, not the first two people will get it. Everyone have a safe, great night and stay tuned for the next show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.